Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Voyage, the David Bowie podcast. I'm your co-host, Jesse. And I'm your co-host, John. And now this is where me, Jesse, continues talking, which is thrown off a couple of our listeners who couldn't figure out who. Yeah, they were complimenting Jesse on his great singing or something in the last <laughs> episode, and I went, wait a minute, I think that was me. <laughs> it's weird that, yeah, you say, and I'm John, and then I always continue talking, yeah. so they assume that. I'm John, unless they recognize my, remember my voice from the first yeah. <laughs> you know, two seconds of each podcast. Anyway, I'm Jesse, here with John. We're brothers, and we are wrapping up the fourth season of the Fantastic Voyage podcast, which is the, air quotes, Berlin season. And as we've been doing, we've been creating a little best of playlist for each of these little mini-series. And... Today, we're going to do it, once again, a little bit different. It's very off the cuff. Um, I, are we doing 15 tracks? I think we decided on 15. And, if it, yeah. And we had like three shoe-ins that we kind of just went, well, let's get the unanimous ones out of the way. Right. So, yeah, let, let's explain how we're going to do it first. So, we're picking three tracks, from one from each album that we just felt were like obvious. They had to be on the playlist. And then I guess for the remaining 12, we're going to do it in like a draft style. Like you get six, I get six, and we'll alternate picks, and that'll sort of round out our playlist. Right. So yeah, we, we were talking about how the hell we're going to do this, because it's just the most, probably his most consistent era that we will cover while we're covering all the eras. So yeah, it's probably, like there aren't many bad tracks on these three albums, and I wish like we could include them all, but we can't. So we were talking about, you know, what are we going to fight over, you know, who gets what on, on the playlist or, or what. So we thought, well, the best way to do it is just to go back and forth and pick songs. Uh, but then we thought, well, then who stuck picking Heroes, you know? So, well, Heroes is one of those that we decided that we're not going to pick. It's just a shoe-in. Mm -hmm. uh, so we picked one from each album to be just a shoe-in on our best of playlist. And we agreed on them without... Like talking we, about it. Yeah, like we kind of, yeah. I was like, well, it's obviously, it's going to be, you said Sound and Vision, obviously, for Low. Yeah. That's one of them. Heroes for Heroes. And then I was like, and I think there's an obvious one for Lodger, too, but I'm not sure if you if you would agree. And then you were like, boys keep swinging? And I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one. Yeah, so like In a heartbeat. And yeah. It was, yeah. So it just makes sense that we're just going to include those three and then pick 12 more for yeah. 15. If it works out that there's five per album, great. If not, then... One will be a little underrepresented, but yeah, that's how we're going to do it. I guess we'll we'll get right into it. So I, I Sound and Vision the first, I guess, because it came out first, or should we just tackle that one first? Well, yeah, I mean, are we going to do the order, the set list, or the set list? Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about the three tracks, maybe if we wanted to just add something that we missed on okay. the, the episodes, and then just kind of go draft style from there, I guess. Sure, and maybe you can just make the sequence... You can do all the sequencing for the playlist like later. Yeah, yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't need, need to, to waste your time with uh, yeah. with that. But uh, or maybe we'll even just do it in the order of the draft. Who knows? But we'll also discuss at the end, uh, you know, what some other little things that we may have missed that he did during this time. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one song in particular that we didn't really get a chance to touch on that we'll touch on at the end, and we'll talk about the we'll rank the three maybe the three albums of the Berlin Ooh, trilogy. Yeah. We put out a poll on Twitter, which we got some responses to. So. We'll, we'll tackle that after we tackle the 15, the Berlin 15. So yeah, number one, Sound and Vision, which is a joint pick. Yeah. Uh, just an obvious, obvious pick. I mean, I think this is a magical song with a, a magical sentiment. I love the contrast between like the pale blinds that he describes and the gift of Sound and Vision. You know, staring at these dull blinds and locked up in isolation is a very lifeless setting, shall we say. But... The gift of sound and vision is what he has to look forward to, and the goosebumps that this track gives me, uh, because everything about it is so so gorgeous, right? You have that descending synth line, the ahs, those are beautiful. The bass line is phenomenal. The do there's a million moving yeah, parts in this is, song, yeah. Everything's happening on this And, uh, you know, for all those reasons, this track gives me goosebumps, and that is quite literally the the gift of sound and vision. I suppose that the visual aspect is maybe missing in a literal sense, but when you compare the beauty of those sounds to the pale blinds that he's so blandly staring at during his, his narration, it, it actually kind of does paint a bit of a, a visual picture, right? So, or it, 
in the metaphorical or figurative sense, at least. So, yeah, this was an easy choice uh, for, for both of us. It's one of his all-time classics for a great reason. And so is, uh, I guess, the next track, which is Heroes. Do we have to talk about Heroes again? Just no. listen to Heroes and that, that there's my answer. So we always talk about the best Bowie vocal performance. Let's just say this is maybe the most powerful <laughs> uh, so okay. we, we can kind of like because there's 20 songs of his that are the quote-unquote best vocal performance so maybe we can na- narrow them down to like an adjective about, or you're a... not alone oh there's some power coming out there i don't know yeah it's it's up there it's in consideration it's probably at the top right now it's at the top <laughs> we'll think of something tonight and oh actually it has to be this but yeah it's that's it, even people who song. don't care about david bowie who don't care to listen to this show they know how great heroes is so we obviously don't have to uh we're, we're preaching to the choir with to pretty much anybody with that one yeah but boys keep swinging maybe not that one's a little bit more obviously lesser known than heroes and i, I i'm so glad that you were eye to eye with me on this one because i think it's a phenomenal track i think it just kind of it just mines the spirit of rock and roll for all it's worth it's uh you know it's plain good old-fashioned Hard and fast rock and roll. It's having a lot of fun while you're doing so, and have and having something to say. I mean, it just doesn't really get much better than that for a rock track. Yeah, like it's it's just interesting that he decided to okay, let's everybody switch instruments, let's play different instruments. But I'm, it's also going to be one of the most you know significant social commentaries that he makes uh, on an album full of it too, which yeah. is really cool. Uh, yeah, it's just. There was only there's only one no brainer from Lodger, and this is it. So yeah, so yeah, th- those are a three. I-, I love those those three tracks. Uh, and something I also kind of wanted to highlight too is I think that the lyrical tones on those tracks have a lot. They they contrast within each other a lot. Like okay, let me think about it. Yeah, you're right. They kind of represent his vocal range a lot, right? Like you sound envisions a little more lush with the ahs. The heroes, you kind of have that really emotional Bowie where and you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you get that yeah. side. And then I guess boys keep swinging. He's kind of doing a little, he's doing a deep kind of thing. Like the, you'll get your share. You know, you kind of get a good, right off the bat, we got like a lot of different flavors, which I really like about those three. Yeah, it's kind of like a showtimey almost. Like it's a very, he's a showman on that, on that song. Learn to drive and everything. Like he's very, I don't know. We talked about it on Uh, on that episode. It's my way more than life on Mars. (laughs) It's kind of, yeah. That low croony kind of school of Scott Walker maybe voice. He's, I, I don't oh, even know yeah. what he's probably yeah. that more than anybody. But yeah, it's his, we talked about it on Lodger when we were doing that album. I can't remember which side, but or at least I said that I think it is the album that he probably sounded the coolest. Oh, on. his his vocals on Lodger are just uh, that. Yeah, that low. Is it a croon? I don't know what it is, but whatever the hell he's doing, that only Bowie can do like that, that yeah. well, or and with the and with the ups and downs of doing other things too. Like I don't listen to much Scott Walker, but I, yeah, it's it's very much like Scott Walker's voice. But I haven't heard Scott Walker sing like the way Bowie sings on, say, something like Heroes next to it. You know, right, two yeah. years apart or whatever. Or on Heroes itself, he changes the way he sings. And, yeah, anyway. I haven't heard anybody sing like Bowie on Heroes. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> sing like Bowie, period. Um, yeah. All right, so should we get into the, the should we, what, rock, paper, scissors? I was going to say coin flip, but I don't have a... To see know. who goes first? Uh, is it an advantage to go for... I, going last is probably an advantage, because then you know what you, you're going to have the last pick, so you get to anything that was saved. Yeah, or... yeah. Well, I, maybe we should rock, paper, scissors for it then. Okay, so. so whoever wins goes first. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, uh, I get you, rock. So I'll I go first. You couldn't yeah. see that, but I picked scissors <laughs> twice in a row. Jesse picked it the first time as well, and then... I wonder how many other people rock. play rock, paper, scissors on a podcast, and then give a, 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 a And recap. retain listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can see when people stop listening. Uh, not specific IP addresses, but like we have... We can look at our yeah. stats. Google knows what you're doing specifically, yeah. not us. <laughs> we can see like how long certain episodes retain listeners, and yeah, that could be interesting to see if how many minutes in <laughs> we lost of, everybody. <laughs> we really ran out of material. We're done. they were doing rock paper scissors. <laughs> they ran out of things to say. So you know what? I I decided I'm not going to try to be too strategic and being like, oh, I'm going to hold off on the great my favorites in hopes that you pick it so that I get to pick some more obscure ones. Uh, 
I mean, maybe as we go on, I might do a little bit of that. I, I just said I wouldn't. Here I'm <laughs> admitting that I might. But I, I'm going to pick my first, like, kind of three favorites when I go. Uh, so the first one I'm going to pick is Move On. That's uh, that's the automatic pick. Uh, that it wasn't an automatic pick for me. Uh, like I said on the uh, Side A Lodger episode, it's, it's one of my favorite Bowie songs, if not my favorite at any you know, at any given time, one it's in that conversation, and yeah. I'm gonna pick the 2017 Visconti mix. Oh, interesting! Yeah, I really, really like how he treated his vocals on it, or how he, you know he mixed his vocals on it. In particular, that second verse, the Africa is sleepy people. It's got such ex. It's the reverb and the ambience in it that just makes it a bit more chilling. That. I just, I, yeah, it's, you mentioned Goosebumps for Sound and Vision. This one, every time I listen to this song, I get Goosebumps. I like that for a pick, too, because, you know, we just, we started off with the no-brainers, and then you went immediately to a, like, what's the opposite of it? A, no, a brainer. <laughs> a brainer. You, you picked yeah. a brainer. Uh, you know, Move On is definitely uh, a song that I, I don't even know if I would consider it for it to be in my top 10 or top 15 for this period, but I think it's such a great track that is deserving to... Like, if you're going to, you know, kind of try to put, hold a song up on a pedestal that people aren't maybe as familiar with or they didn't consider to be, like, one of his greats, this is a pretty good one to, I think, shed that light on because it's it's one that doesn't really get talked about uh, a all. lot. and It probably doesn't even have a... Oh, I might have a Wikipedia page because of all the young dudes, but that would be the only reason why it would have one type thing. Yeah. I'm not even sure about Bowie. I, you would assume that, because he's got a, a Bowie Bible, you would assume that he would have a Wikipedia page for most songs. Yeah. Like most artists yeah. of his caliber there's, do, but I don't know. There, that. I don't even think there's one for repetition. Oh, God. So And there's a lot that could be on that Wikipedia page, you would think, but yeah, there isn't. Whatever. Well, shout out to Bowie Bible, if there isn't Wikipedia pages. Cause Pretty they, good. They, yeah. They're even better than Wikipedia. They're, they're a bit more, uh, you're yes. not going to get false information <laughs> as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'll start... I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to pick, you know, my favorites just to get the best out of the way just so I'm not left with, you know, three of my favorites at the end. I'm can just going to... Can I guess? Uh, yeah, I'll let you introduce this one uh, for me. Moss Garden. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is the one that I infamously called my favorite song on Heroes over Heroes. So, I mean, needless to say, a song that I listen to more than Heroes is going to wind up on the Best of Berlin playlist and... uh yeah, I mean, it is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my entire life. I almost look at it like it's the like the musical equivalent of ecstasy. Like, not the drug, but the term, right? Like, the, the term ecstasy is... Well, I'll pull it up here, according to Oxford or whoever Oxford, this is. Yeah. Uh, An emotional or religious frenzy or trance-like state... Originally, one involving an experience of mystic self-transcendence. That's that's Moss Garden, you know. Yeah. I just I sit outside, I become a part of the clouds, and uh, yeah, it's self-transcendence. This is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard in my life. I return to it more than you know, probably any Bowie song, maybe ever. I don't know. I just something about this one. It always pulls me back. It's very beautiful, and uh, it's it's definitely. Similar to you in in terms of, uh, or similar to move on in terms of kind of I think shedding light on a song that I think a lot of people would love if they gave it the time of day. Right. So it's yeah. it's my first pick and it, uh, it was an easy one for me. You knew what I was picking before I even picked it, <laughs> yeah. so it probably wouldn't have made my top fifth. Well, I didn't. I I wrote down my fifteen because I thought I got to have fifteen just in case you somehow picked or or my yeah like in case you picked I picked twelve plus the three. If you somehow picked the other six, which wouldn't happen, but I needed to be prepared. It, it didn't make mine, but I, I mean, I like it enough that it was funny. I was listening to that song like a week or two after we did the Heroes episodes, which normally it's like, okay, I've listened to the shit out of this album over the last, you know, half a month or whatever. But there I was listening to Moss Garden. I think I said, like, I, I was listening to it outside and I thought, like, I went out and bought more plants for my garden outside of my backyard because it just made me want to buy more plants. So if I ever, like, own a garden center one day. Just play this song. Yeah, and I'll become a trillionaire. Yeah. Good to know. Any gardeners out there, get Moss Garden on your speakers <laughs> or if you work at Home Depot in the plant section. Or a greenhouse or, yeah. Yeah. Moss Garden. All right. So... I'm going to stay on Heroes 
or I'm not going to stay on Heroes. Here's another one. Well, maybe we'll we should maybe talk about this because it is our joint playlist. Although it's going to be my pick. Uh, my next pick is Blackout. Okay, and I, I already see where you're going, yeah. and and I let's just let's I think we already know. I want the live from oh yeah the yeah. Blackout version. That's right at the top of my list. You crossed the top of the, the uh, list off for me. I, I like that. Okay, <laughs> so we're we're going with a live version of Blackout from Welcome to the Blackout, where he says "Welcome to the Blackout" right at the beginning of the song. Um, I listened to that. That's the only song I listened to getting ready for this episode, just to make sure that it's better than the original and. Well, that's maybe not the right way to talk about it being better than the original. It's just such a is it like an improvement? No, it's it's just I like it more. I don't, I don't know. There's something think, about the energy. Yeah, on it. it captures the essence of the song. I think best. You know, it's like it, it's a very it's a more energetic performance because it's live. You know, it's 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 louder. It's and and, bo- and the musicians seem to be playing more frantically as well. Yeah. Oh, in particular, that kind of bluesy piano lick, the ding, 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 ding. It's just the way that that hits amidst, yeah, the, the frantic playing of, and feel of this version of that song. It just makes it like, it, I don't know, it's like kind of like a release in the song where that kind of continues on. And then you're just like, you just want to close your eyes when you're listening to it. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And nothing against the studio version, but I think with no, a track nothing. like that, yeah. it's like a studio recording that of that song where you're plugged into amps and in a little room as compared to with great big speakers yeah. and PA systems and overhead speakers and, you know, Bowie on stage moving around going like, to me, that's just like what blackout, that's how it was meant to be heard and performed. So yeah, I, I, uh, I love the studio version almost as much, but I, I do agree. We are, I, we're picking, I think the definitive version of the of the track, and I'm very glad that you picked that because it was right at the top of my list too. So. Would you have picked the live version as well? Like, as, yeah, cool. I so, only wrote down like a handful of tracks, and then I kind of gave up. I was like, I've actually got the records here in front of me. I got the Berlin albums because this is how I'm going to be picking them once I run out of my top four or whatever it was. So yeah, yeah, the live one for me is definitely what I would have picked. Cool. I guess I'll move it to. I'm going to move on to Lodger now, and I'm going to pick African Night Flight. Okay. Um, just Bowie, at arguably his absolute weirdest, and I, that's just what I really appreciate about this song, is that it's weird, but catchy, and weird, and crazy, and I love weird and catchy and crazy music. This is, uh, I mean, this is definitely a heavily Eno-influenced track, and I think it's probably their, la- well, I, not their last great collaboration but the last great collaboration of this period we talked about this is like the friction is starting to yeah creep in and and i'm a huge fan of my life in the bush of ghosts no surprise i'm a huge fan of african night flight this and was a remain in light yep yeah yeah this is the most remain in light track that's Absolutely. not on remain in light um anything like I, i'm a, such a huge fan of like eastern music you know i grew up in western music my whole life and i've since in the last you know like five years or maybe even less than that have branched out to that style more and there's so much great shit that you can hear that that's from a from an eastern uh, influence as, as compared to where we live on the west and uh i really have a, a fun time getting into to that type of music and this is a kind of a, a cool gateway track for that i think it's 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 open doors for me and uh yeah this this was a no-brainer for me this is a shoe and this is one of my all-time favorite bowie songs and there's no way i was gonna let it uh, be left off this list yeah, I'm glad you picked it, because now I don't have to. It was on mine. I thought it would be maybe not on yours, so bonus. I don't have to yeah. <laughs> use one of my picks for it. Yeah, definitely on my pick. And another one that kind of maybe needs to be, I mean, I think the last few. A bit of an underdog. Yeah. yeah, a bit of an underdog yeah. song. Uh, okay, i got to make a pick. Um, next, I'm going to go to low, and I'm going to pick Always Crashing in the Same Car. Uh I it's a good song. (laughs) We're kind of getting to. It's just I I I gotta pick it. It's got to be on the list. I think. Yeah, and this is one of the I don't want to say like more obvious ones, but I think this is one that a lot of people do. Like this is one that it's a stone cold classic, right? Always crashing in the same car. Like this is always highlighted on like Mojo lists and that, and Pitchfork I think maybe even included it on like their best of the seventies playlist. Like this is like one of yeah. This is I didn't uh, I didn't really know that. So yeah, like good. it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, it's not as popular as say Sound and Vision, but 
for the people who are, you know, diehard David Bowie fans, I think a lot of them are, you know, the ones that we just picked are kind of personal favorites. This one, I think, is like most Bowie fans right, yeah. hold this. And you kind of have to be a diehard Bowie fan, maybe, for it to be a an obvious, quote-unquote, obvious choice. But, yeah, this is uh, that no complaints for me for a song like this. I love, in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, uh, the stripped-down acoustic version he does of this, too. It's just, oh, it's so good. Um but well that and that I, highlights how great of a it, it's not just yeah. the eno layers like there's a beautiful yeah that's what i was, I was, gonna, I was gonna try to say that but then i couldn't think of it so i was just gonna carry <laughs> on but yeah that that is what it is to hear it just being strummed on an acoustic guitar you realize how great of like a maybe not a folk song but how great of a straightforward song it could have been yeah totally and then yeah when you add the eno shit to it that was why MTV unplugged uh, Nirvana was such a big deal in, in, yeah. in its time. It was like, well, these guys aren't just loud assholes on MTV right. screaming. Like, listen to yeah. this. Shit. This is him on a you know unplugged acoustic. And not everybody could have done that. Yeah, yeah. It showed you how there was still beauty within all the extra layers. And I, I yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, that's not distortion pedals and screaming. Yeah, right. I guess I'll stay on low since we're here. And I'll skip over one track and go to the side A closer. And I'm going to go A New Career in a New Town. I, I gushed about this when we talked about it on the uh, low side A episode. Um, so it's probably no surprise if you listen to that episode that I'm going to pick this. It just, it, it gives you the, it captures the essence of longing for something, right? Or, or, or of the idea of being bittersweet about something and moving on in your life and kind of closing a chapter and starting a new one. And for a track that has no lyrics to kind of be able to pull off such a, such a, a a specific idea I think is incredible. And there's also that added emotional thing that this song gives me, which is that he called back to it on the last, not the last track he ever did, but the last song on his last album. Um, the hell's it called again? Uh, I can't give everything away. Right. He calls back to this song. And the so harmonica. It, it was always one of my favorite songs, you know, anyway. And then when you, you add that emotional element of that, the fact that it might make you choke up when you consider his, his death, this song's got so much going for it. It's a very emotional and another beautiful song of his, another beautiful instrumental song of his. And one of my all time favorites and another one that I couldn't let not be on the, uh, the list. I just love that opening bass drum. That I think I said on the episode, it sounds like the sound of like the letter P and D put together, and or something. It's just so soft and so it hits you right in the chest. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those songs where once that the first two seconds have been played, you you can't turn it off. Yeah, yeah. I, although you know what, it wasn't on my list. Uh, but there's a lot of good songs that weren't on my fifteen. I mean, it, how many tracks are there in this period? There's eleven on low. I think 10 on Lodger, so that's 21. And what about Heroes? Is that also 10? We picking from 31 tracks? Yeah. 31. 31 tracks. So, so we're, we're picking half, essentially. Yeah. Ed. You're just under, yeah. All right. Um, Plus the extra stuff, if we wanted to add extra things, I suppose. But Oh, yeah. From, I didn't even give another one considerate. No, I wouldn't. If <laughs> Like uh, All Saints and that, are they... Yeah, they're not well, going to make it. And or... what's the one, Abdul Majid? Uh, yeah. That one was kind of mixed later, too. Right? Like, mixed in the 90s. And I almost wouldn't count that. Because it's, not, it Berl- it's yeah. not a Berlin period right, track, really, right, when right. you add those very modern-sounding flourishes to it. I guess Crystal Japan is a bit later. Yeah, because they included that on the Scary Monsters Ryko disc bonus tracks, I believe. Correct? Yeah. There's also, oh, there's Space Oddity 79. Have you listened to that version? Not in a while. I probably should have in preparation for this. but That's I, good. I, it's it's very, like, stripped down. It, it sounds like a John Lennon production. It's got a, He's got a lot of uh, slapback echo or delay on his voice that John, mm-hmm. you know, used a lot of. He and hated his voice for the, some reason, John. The piano is, is mic'd similar to how John did, and... 12 string guitar which john used a lot of too uh and of course the alabama song which are we going to talk about it a little bit later i guess so yeah okay we'll save that one yeah Yeah, it's not going to make it the list i don't think anyway maybe what what are we at was are we at uh we're at nine so this will be the 10th pick so i have made one two three picks this is my fourth pick uh and it is going to be beauty and the beast um it's it's a good song. <laughs> it's just what I'm going to say about them all. Like, I, yeah, uh, 
it's what a great groove. It's it, it's just an A the entire time. It doesn't change uh, key or chords at all. It's such a great. Uh, it's funky. It's rough. It's jagged. It's violent. It's, it's decadent party music. It's yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, I just I can't. <laughs> when when we were listening to every time I listen to Heroes, this is the song that uh, so many songs stick in my head. This is one of the songs that sticks in my head for a long time. It's just. So damn good. What a change of pace, too. We just went from always crashing in the same car, a new career in a new town, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I love it. I love how we've jumped to a, another totally different sound. Uh, we're capturing the uh, the versatility of the period quite well, I would yeah. say. So I'll move us on over to Lodger, and I'm going to pick Repetition. Okay. Another one of my all-time favorite Bowie tracks. I see you're crossing it off the it was on my bottom, list. bottom half of, the, of your list, but on yeah. on your kind of your your list regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, you you added earlier that you know that's a, a great social commentary on the tune. That's kind of you know different for Bowie um, for something so specific. I mean, Bowie kind of always had an underlying social commentary to his music, but this was a very I guess straightforward version of it, right? He's and he's talking about how the school systems failed this guy, and he's taking it on as wife. And you you heard Bowie talk about this, uh, the idea of beating one's wife in interviews, and he was just so it didn't even compute to him. Like it it, it puzzled him. He's like, how could you do that? And not only like you lashed out, like people that do it over and over again. Yeah. Like how could you, how could you be so twisted that you can do that? And I I think that this this track really captures the twistedness of it it's got that drunken bass line and he sounds very woozy and kind of drunk too um it's a very unique sounding song in his not only in his catalog but in in, in anyone's catalog there's not a lot that kind of sounds like this it's it's dark it's it's a fantastic track and i think it's got a fant- not a fantastic sentiment in the uh, sense that i agree with the character but i think it, it, it highlights a very important and still relevant to this day kind of topic yeah. and it's tackled in such a compelling way oh, I, I love the minimal approach to it it's similar to uh sense of doubt where it just makes you wait for that next thing and it's that next yeah. line it's the way you know johnny is a man it's like you, and he's, he, you wait a split second before you hear the rest of the, the story each yeah. time as it goes and he makes you want him more and more and more it's like it's the the vocalized version of, of that kind of song of those types of instrumentals that are on, you know, all over this period. So yeah, it would have been on my, it's on my list too. Oh shit. We only have two more picks each. Two more each. My God. So many great songs. See, now this is where I'm looking like, okay, like you're probably going to pick this one if I don't, but do I not? Ugh, geez. Oh boy. This is intense. This is intense. I'm, tilting right now well i i still have two written down so i guess those are the two unless you pick one then i'll have to scramble oh, to the record what am i gonna do what am i gonna do okay uh i'm gonna pick weeping walt i just love the droning that whole time it's like pulsation malice it's the pulsating yeah. yeah oh it's so good um and i love the the delicateness of the uh what's the instrument the uh uh, vibraphone yeah it's just such a contrast to the the feel of the song this happy instrument being played throughout it and you know and then when he does the vocal part the <laughs> it's just all yeah i just this is probably my favorite instrumental of the let me think yeah it's probably my favorite instrumental of the of the lot it was i i Probably not going to pick the other two that I have on here now. Oh, it, it is a good contrast for the because it's his most minimalist, uh, and it's, it's all Bowie. Yeah, yeah it's kind of neat that it's his. It's this is his instrumental track. Yeah. There's no Eno on this. There's no Visconti on this. Even it's just yeah. it's just Bowie with you know in the studio. What what can I make? And there's like these kind of slight harmonic changes, but there's never ever like a major melody that will take center stage, which is you know different yeah. for, for you know music especially for at the time you know for a a guy who had such a pop following you know yeah i always uh, respected the hell out of him for putting tracks like that out 
And, you know, you think about his excursions onto the eastern side of the Berlin Wall and seeing the horrified people trying to escape back under their car and stuff like that. And this is the feeling that he gets when he visits. When he goes I think through we, the checkpoint. I think we agreed when we tackled it on the low side B that it was like a very anxious sounding song. Yeah. Because I remember when I first heard it, I was a little, or when I was first considering what he was trying to get at with this song with the Berliners and you know the wall and all that it, it didn't really sound like a dark twisted sad song or anything like that to me until I discovered like that pulsating rhythm it's like oh I get it there's an anxiousness to it all yeah and I think that was it more than anything because there, there is a lot of you know angst in the air well and that and anxiousness pulse, in the and air. that pulsating anxiousness is I, like I compared it to it follows where oh it's yeah. following you a great movie check it out well I will uh I'm going to the next track. I'm going Subterraneans for my uh, for my second last pick. Um, I mean, what what a, what a beautiful song. I mean, you got you got to credit Eno with kind of fishing this style out of Bowie, where you know they eliminate narration and it just open up this floodgate of transcendent music. This track in particular, like, you, you get lost and then you find yourself. You get lost and then you find yourself. I mean, th- this track just encapsulates like life. You know, at least for me it does. And for that reason, I think it's important to note that I think these are very timeless songs because that, that idea will just never go stale. You know what I mean? Like the, like the being lost in fine years. I mean, when is that ever going to, you know, so, and yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this has always been one of my favorites. Um, and my God, I can't, there's still so many great ones that we're (laughs) going to, I'm freaking out. I'm over freaking here. out too. Oh, I hope you pick one of mine. So I... Yeah, Subterraneans wasn't on my list, but it kind of. I'm not gonna say another one now because this kind of covers that Neukölln I was gonna pick, but this is close enough. As in, it's another instrumental. And this is <laughs> this is your last pick. This right? is my last pick. Yeah, so yeah, you gotta make it really count. Oh shit! Uh, now I'm definitely guilty of going i'm gonna try to pick the one that you wouldn't pick uh okay i feel like you would probably be able to guess mine too we'll see we'll see i don't know um oh i'm freaking out here i'm going to pick okay i i do want to put some uh thought into how represented we are right now so we have from low we've got sound and vision New Career in a New Town, Subterraneans, Always Crashing, uh, Weeping Walls. Because yeah, we do we try five. to, I mean, I think we we do prioritize first and foremost quality in our opinions. Right. But then we do, like, in a, in a coin flip situation, we might try to go with the one that maybe isn't highlights the diversity and, and, and whatnot of his, of, of the song. Because there's, there's so many different flavors of tracks from this period. You might want to not leave an, an entire flavor out if you're kind of... right. A coin flip between two ones. We only have four from Lodger on, which kind of, ugh. you know what? No, I've got to, if I don't pick this, it might not be on, so I have to pick it. I'm going to pick Sons of the Silent Age. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, that's such a good song. It has to be on the that's playlist. such a good song. So, you wouldn't have picked that one? I, or like, I, I know that's hard to. <laughs> I don't want to say no because right. it's gonna sound like an mean. indictment, but I, it, it wasn't the one that I'm that I'm going to pick. But I'm well, glad so, you. I'm glad. Okay, you did. so what's yours? I, I want to see if you can guess. Um, so I didn't pick this because I thought there's a better chance that you would pick this versus the other one, and it was between these two. I think for me, uh, Speed of Life. Yes. Oh, all right. Yes. <laughs> I got yes. a two for one. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well played, me. Yeah. I, I love uh, I love Speed of Life. I, I think these are two great tracks to uh to close it out with speed of life is almost like i guess maybe similar to beauty and the beast that it's kind of got like this decadence dance vibe going to it and i love the just the tones of everything in that song like yeah. the synthesizer tones it's so futuristic yeah the, the tr- even even now like how is that even possible? it's almost 50 years well it's 45 years later and it's still futuristic sounding That's, it totally yeah. totally it gives you the idea of you know spaceships or whatever you know I kind of don't like to make Bowie's music sound like that superficial, like space, spaceships. But this this song does give me a futuristic space. Well, this takes me to space more than Space Oddity does. 
Oh, way yeah. more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> so, even close. Yeah. Not the slight space on it. It's a great piece of songwriting. But I, but it's I a think ballad. It's, this is... Right. Th- yeah. th- like, that captured the essence from a lyrical standpoint, and this song captures the essence of space from a sonic standpoint. Right, yeah. And though that... that, that Although event, he does have, like, literally a countdown and liftoff in the other... Yeah, one. but it's, like, 10 it's, lyri- it's still lyrics, technically. They're saying that. Yeah. And even then, I feel like they maybe... Uh, kind of uh, perfected that better live during Ziggy the takeoff sound yeah Ronson kind of would do a crazy thing and <laughs> yeah and and that was always a lot of fun but yeah I mean Speed of Life for me too is like the one song where that Eventide harmonizer really on the drums like the sound on the drums the yeah. sound on the snare it really pops on this song maybe because there's more space because there's no vocals I'm not quite sure but and because it's kind of a, a fast paced or a, more of an upbeat one um, but yeah Speed of Life was it, I actually had it written down, so I, I I had to make sure it got on there. And oh, you and you did Sons of the Silent Age, which is another beautiful song. I mean, what a what a melody, uh, what a what a what a vocal. And, and baby, baby, baby. it's also kind of like a very dense. They add like there's kind of like swooshing notes. Yeah. Something I don't know. It's just a very. I love the sax. Yeah, it's just I love everything about it. All right. Oh my god, what we, we did it. What did we leave off? Oh my lord. We so the left... tough the toughest ones for me to leave off that were that would have been on my personal list. Um what in the world? I was I, I love that. That's on my list. Um Noikon, if that's how you say it. Red Sails is tough to leave off. That's a fun song. Um DJ maybe DJ, yeah. Secret Life of Arabia was I realized that that would have been sixteen, so that doesn't count. But those are kind of the ones that I really like that were that we left off. Oh shit! Oh, we forgot. Don't or look back in anger too. See, I I love it. Shit. But actually, the one I think I play the most. Oh my god, V two Schneider's not on this. Yeah, well, I almost want to switch. Uh, it's, it's in it's too, too late. Shit, V two Schneider's not on. I really wanted to make sure that. And got I just on. I just totally forgot about look back in anger. I didn't forget about it, but that. Well, that do, do isn't we, on my list. Do, but we, it, do we make this a 17-song playlist and give ourselves the bump? Uh, no, because you know what? It's it's harder, because if we start opening up even more, then it's like, well, I want these ones on, too, and I want, like... I've never felt that until this moment, though. I did feel, like, all our other playlists, I didn't feel like we were leaving one that I was really, really bummed out. Oh, there was a off. few for me. Like, like, like what, fasc- what... Fascination, like... Starman I, wasn't on Ziggy. yeah. <laughs> and fighters fasc- fascination is like a top like it's it's up there for me and it's not on our playlist so i've i've just kind of lived with it oh my put it God. this way if we have 16 songs we we have more than half the songs from the albums i think we got to keep it to under it just kind of diminishes the whole thing if we have like oh my god v2 schneider's not on eh? oh i'm actually like okay with everything else being left off even those lodger songs i mentioned uh, Breaking Glass is obviously great. I mean, they're all great. I mean, Low is one of my favorite albums of all time. Of course, I like What in the World. Of course, I like Be My Wife. Of course, I like Art Decade. Um, yeah. Shit. Warzawa is not on, or Warzawa, whatever. I almost kind of want to switch Speed of Life and V2 Schneider around, but I don't know. I'm bummed out. I'm I'm mad. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be in the comments outraged at myself with you all for <laughs> the omission. Yeah, I mean. There's gonna be people upset at certain songs being omitted, but I this is it might not be V two Schneider, well, but it, I, I'm, put I'm it, outraged. Put it this way, like I may not feel as strongly about any one particular song being left off, but I am more bummed about like, you know, ten of these songs being left off than I any of the other playlists. Like Sense of Dope too. That's a Yeah, like great th- th- that one is tough. That was my first favorite like song of the Berlin trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Aside from maybe Heroes and Move On, but like that used to be a chew in for me and it it's not even on my list, so. Oh, man. So yeah, that's our playlist. Let's 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 go through it again. So, Sound and Vision, Heroes, Boys Keep Swinging. What's the album tally? Yeah, I guess we'll let you yeah we'll find play, out. put up in a bit. Uh, move on, Black Coat, the live version, and Move On was the 2017 mix. Uh, Always crashing in the same car, Beauty and the Beast, Weeping Wall, Sons of the Silent Age, Repetition. African Night Flight, Moss Garden, New Career in a New Town, Subterraneans. In no particular order. We'll, yeah. We'll, what what we'll was the final later. album count? Okay. Uh, like, like songs per yeah. record? So we've got six from Low, five from Heroes, 
and four from Lauder. I guess that makes sense. Kind of, no. I kind of, I almost want to switch uh, Speed of Life out with V2 Schneider just because I feel like Speed of Life is kind of a, maybe a bit more obvious. Like, I think V2 Schneider, it, it would hold, like, if we put V2 Schneider on over Speed of Life, it might open up more eyes than, like, Speed of Life is just confirmation to me for a lot of people. Like, I think a lot of people would consider Speed of Life to be one of the best songs of this era. But then we'd also be leaving off one of the best songs. <laughs> It's t- yeah. What are you gonna be more upset that it's left off? Because then I, I think for what I'm trying to accomplish, I think V2 Schneider. I, I think I actually want to switch my pick. Okay. I, I'm I'm sw- I'm official. I'm rescinding Speed of Life. I'm putting V2 Schneider on because it's like and, and it's now, my song. You know what I mean? Like speed. Like it's just it needs to be on there. Okay. So Speed of Life is cut. And then it's but now it's V2. like it's interesting because now we have more heroes tracks than low tracks, which is I guess technically we have a live version, so it's like well five yeah. and a half, but. Yeah, uh, and now you're pissed off that Speed of Life is off of the playlist, and you're gonna do this over again. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think I'm making the right. Uh, okay, I think I'm making the right decision here um, for for what I want to do with uh, with with this type of playlist. Is I, I do kind of want to highlight the ones that I think maybe don't get their due quite as much, and in a coin flip situation, which I think this is. Yeah, V two Schneider yeah. is like it's solid. I like I, I I like Speed of Life more, but. V2 Schneider is a damn good song. I like uh, Sense of Doubt more, though, than V2 Fair Schneider. enough. Yeah. Sense of Doubt's probably the... I like What in the World more. I like Noikon more. I like Heroes more than Low, so so there's that. Um, we put out a poll. Well, that's interesting, too, because now we have more Heroes tracks than Low tracks. I feel like that wasn't an obvious thing to do, either, which is... Probably not, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that you like low the most but i think heroes is like right behind it for you or very close yeah yeah very very close twitter says low wins <laughs> uh they got 48 percent of the vote for favorite berlin album heroes came in second with 28 percent, and lodger not far behind 24 percent uh if i were to rank them i would go heroes lodger low uh, they're very close Though. Heroes Lodger Low, that is a... I mean, I, I, that's a... That's different, It's I very guess, different, yeah. But uh, it's I'm, close, I'm more though. boring. I'm kind of like, I think the order they came out, but... Yeah. They low hero Lodgers, but... Or Lodgers. Low hero is Lodger, but... Um... Oh, I really hate putting Lodger beneath those records, because I feel like it's... It, it's not fair to Lodger, because it's fucking right up there you know it really is like we're talking like a, I, I'm splitting hairs between low and heroes and I'm splitting hair hairs between heroes and lodger well here's my Berlin ranking then it's heroes low lust for life <laughs> okay. there uh, we said it it's can we there's inc- the trilogy can we include success by Iggy Pop uh, sure can I kick off E2 no, I'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's it's final. We've submitted the list. Um, I guess there are a few tracks we didn't tackle. Like you kind of wanted to mention Whiskey Bar a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. I just. I don't know. I played it as the outro to something because I didn't know <laughs> we forgot to talk about it at one point. So that's all. I don't know. It's well, a good song. It's a cover track, right? Apparently, it's he a... was singing it a lot during, like, just you know, at breakfast or whatever, and they decided to record it. Well, they started, decided to play it live, and then yeah. they recorded it later on. And I'm not surprised that he picked a track like this to cover, because it does have that bizarre, dark comedy to it. You know, like the, I tell you, we must die. Like, yeah. it, it, I think it's like... And the high? We tell you, we must die! <laughs> we tell you, we must die! It's all <laughs> great. very similar <laughs> to that energy he was trying to tap into with, like, After All... Like yeah. A lot of the tracks or the vibes of but, uh, like the man who sold the world or the outro to Bueller Brothers. But he's doing it with a smirk on this one, as we're after all. And it's then a he bit does more that serious. kind of humorous croon after. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Very, very tongue in cheek, and I love Bowie. It's fun. Yeah. It actually would have been a fun one to include, to be honest. Can we sneak this on the? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I also just love his delivery on this track. Like th- there are syllables that are stressed at like very, very random times. It seems. You know, it's one of his most, like, chillingly, like, demented pieces of music that he's recorded to date. Um, 
It's got that showtimey bit, which is kind of similar to the Tony Newley thing. Like, I, it is very a collection, or I, I think this song is like kind of like a collection of different Bowies almost. Yeah, and it's very. Uh, we talked about. I, I think we talked about this on the episode. If not, then we've talked about it like off microphone about how there's uh, low in particular has a lot of fragments of songs. It feels like it's fragmented. Yeah. Uh, similar to Smile by Brian Wilson. Kind of like little vin- vignettes as right. opposed to proper songs. And this song, although it's a cover, is one of those songs where it just kind of cuts into one of them and then another thing. And then you get the Oh Moon of Alabama. And yeah. then, you know, the. Yeah, it's just. It's kind of all over the place and it's kind of disrupt. It's a disruptive listen. Yeah. Uh, so it's a perfect song to pick to cover. And it's different. You know, he's not covering, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> when we do Which a is, top yeah. ten worst Bowie, Bowie. recordings, <laughs> that's going to be on it. Um, What else did he record in this period? We kind of tackled Abdul Majid and was it All All Saints and Some Are? The two outtakes from Love? Yeah. I, like we, I think we even mentioned this when we we did tackle those tracks briefly. I think on I Lone, think we did. Yeah. We came to the conclusion that they're great. They're deserving of being on a record, but like... Warzawa and Subterraneans kind of did capture the essence of those tracks probably a bit better, and I can see why they got picked instead. But yeah. would I be shocked if, like, something got left off of low in favor of one of those tracks? Like, not at all. Probably not. Th- those tracks definitely are worth a listen, but I-, I don't consider them to be, like, personal favorites like the tracks that we picked were. Yeah. Uh, he did, he read the Peter and the Wolf story and it was released on RCA during this time, uh, I think in 78. Listen, have you listened to that? Uh, when, like 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Like, I it's just, fun. He, he does, t- he, he does the, uh, he does the voice of the, one of the birds. Or I the actually cat. don't even no, think. the cat. He does really good. I don't even think I played it all the way through. I remember when I downloaded Bowie's whole thing. I like I checked it out and played it, but I think I got bored of it halfway through. I, I was so maybe I yeah. I went for a walk one day and I listened to it. And it was good. It's good outdoor, like going for a walk type music. We should maybe do or a bonus. Not, it's not music. It's well, kind of is, but we should maybe do like a bonus episode. Yeah, we could. On that, when when did that come out? We we, 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 we missed it. We missed it. it you we, know, uh, it's, it's between it's heroes not, and it, Lager, yeah. right? This is we're covering it right now. Uh, it's it's funny. Check it out. That's all right. That's all. That's I, all I have to say. For, I might I even listen to it. I might even listen to it, and if something significant pops into my mind, maybe we will tackle it as a bonus episode. But I don't know. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps up season four of Fantastic Voyage. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support. Thanks for the interactions on Twitter. We we have a lot of fun with it. Um, we will be back in... We might take a couple weeks off. It's summer here. Uh, I got, still... Yeah, I've got a busy busy week coming up. It's my birthday weekend. I have... I've took... I say I'm busy, but I have a five-day weekend at work uh, starting. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I am very busy. There's a folk festival here in Winnipeg. Not really a folk thing. It's kind of just, like, artists. Yeah. Of, I mean, I'm going to see uh, Wise Blood tomorrow, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I'm missing it, but... Uh. Actually, i got to remind myself to play the record, so I'm going to go and take it off my shelf right now, because I want to hear it before I go to bed. You know, on Friday, Adrian Ballou and Jerry Harrison are coming to play Remain in Light, which is... Uh, but it's like 110 bucks for a day pass. And, like, and I'm already I'm going gonna, the one day. Well, and the reason pass. that, like, I almost feel like Remaining Light is the better outdoor act to see. Like, Remaining Light, you, yeah, you mentioned it's Harrison Ballou, the guitarist on that record. Yeah. They're going to do that album front to back. And that is like the perfect summer album. You know, they were listening to Afrobeat when yeah. they made that record. And they got, it's got kick-ass percussion. Great screeching Ballou, or Ballou. Guitar solos, just like on Boys Keep Swinging, the songs like The Great Curve have very similar we should, solos. We should turn up to the gate and see if we could, like, we're, we have press passes. We could print out Fantastic Voyage. We're here to we're talk here to, to interview a- Adrian Ballou. Well, I mean, Teach me how to play guitar, Adrian. <laughs> it it would have, I mean, it fits where we're at right now, but yeah, the, the I might, reason... I'm going to sit that one out, I think. I, I, I don't to... want to, but, it, you know, you can't see them all. Oh, man, I, I, that's... Well, let's make a poll on Twitter. Should we go? And <laughs> yes, 
One hundred percent. Start a GoFundMe. Send send us to see Adrian Bilou. <laughs> well, we did just get our GST checks in, so we should cover the cost of the ticket. Oh, uh, no, I I always use it. fucked up perspective like that to justify my spending. <laughs> but I, I have to see Wiseblood because it's a uh, it's an act that my girlfriend and I are both like very passionate about. I mean, like we. We listen to like a lot of the same music, right? But it is very rare when you get that one artist or one album where you like you're both like so so obsessed and into it, right? Like that is rare when you both consider something to be like top ten or whatever in a sea of a when billion that, trillion records that's not and artists. The Beatles or you know, and even then, like you know, I like them a lot more than she does. She loves them, but like not like I do. Right. But we're both like very into Wise Blood on a similar in a similar way so we kind of when you're a couple you kind of have to go and see that right so we are but yeah so i'm doing that tomorrow and i can't wait and uh like i said yeah i got a birthday coming up i'm turning 27 yeah uh i'm a big brian jones fan so hopefully that doesn't yeah. <laughs> hopefully i'm not as big as a fan as i <laughs> uh interesting sarah got me a record yesterday just she surprised me and she said i turned 33 and a third yesterday Oh, so she got you a record, obviously. Yeah, I was like, that was really creative. That was fun. Yeah, she got me the new Jack White record, which I've been eyeing. Oh, for a while. nice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's it's another where we're great at. record. We will. Yeah, we're gonna do Scary Monsters next. That's gonna be fun. We're we're <laughs> we're entering the eighties. Enter at your own risk. Here we come. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jesse, and I'm John. Signing out. <laughs>